Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome to the Balloon Party 101 ESPN. It's a program driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Munganas Burkhardt Alton Toyota. And it's a program driven by the hatred of the listening audience. Uh, I was just briefed in our show prep meeting that the fast lane, an incredibly successful show made up of wonderful gentlemen, Anthony Stalter, Kerry Davis, Marshy Marsh, and his playful posse, and Jackson's ally, mm-hmm. yeah, Jamie Rivers, mm-hmm. who before he was on the call of the Blues, Jim Dandy last night, Binner Binner, Chicken Dinner, The Hat Trick, Jordan Cairo doing work that they were none too pleased with some of what I have called, with the help of my PR firm, unfortunate comments made by one Jackson Bennett Burkett yesterday on this very show. Yeah, I have I've yet to hear the audio. I'm curious. Well, I assume they're all going to be in support of me, you know, having an opinion, sticking with it. And being honest with the listenership. And I'm anxious to hear it. Just to uh, reset for those of you who didn't get a chance to hear yesterday's Munganas St. Louis Acura, Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota balloon party uh, in what was the first moment where I was frozen by an opinion from Jackson. Uh, Jackson said that he would have preferred to be at this past weekend's NBA All-Star game in Indianapolis if given the choice between being at the NBA All-Star Game in 2024 in Indianapolis or Lake Placid for the United States victory over the Soviet Union in the 1980 Olympics. And I've never seen anger like I I saw in our text inbox yesterday. And unfortunately, it sounds like it it went to social media. Mm -hmm. Some people hashtag took to social media, including... Sharon? Oh, here's Mike Ryder, ladies and gentlemen, with a screenshot. Sharon and Clayton. Jackson, do you follow her? I She's don't. in Bink 5 of 5. Am I right on that? That's the username? Yep. Nice. And then she has, oh my God, she has dog avatar dogs in her, like emojis. Oh. It's outstanding. Well, I'm going to start following. <laughs> Still can't believe 101 ESPN employs someone who would choose going to the NBA All-Star game over this game. Here, let me hold it up on the YouTube camera for all of those in the YouTube chat. There it is, Jackson. Mm, Sound off in the comments. Yeah, sound off in the comments. Make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button and uh, like for notifications when we come up with our takes. Uh, So Sharon and Clayton going after you. Yeah, it's Uh, at Jackson underscore Burkett. Is that where it is? If you ever want to, like, you know, address me. Okay, so you and and Sharon can have a a conversation. You'll have a dialogue. I'm sure there's opinions that uh, I can't believe that Sharon has. But again, that's the thing is, like, you know, in this country that everyone's saying that I hate, 
Uh, you're allowed freedom of opinion, and that is my opinion. So if you're going to deny me that, I would actually call you the anti-patriot. Oh my goodness! Well, I just—that's. I mean, I mean, is that not what we're doing here? What are we doing? Uh, well, we don't kink shame. That's the only thing I know that we do in here. Damn straight. Uh, let me hear what uh, what uh, was said on the fast lane yesterday. It is the uh, 44th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice game. And there was uh, some controversy. Oh, what happened? Earlier today, the balloon party. Uh-oh. A specific person <laughs> oh, said they would rather watch the NBA All-Star game mm. than go back and watch this incredible hockey game. Had to be Jackson. Well, he was high. Ricky, I was high when I said that. I was high when I said that. For sure. You can be second, third. Hell, <laughs> you can be fourth. No explanation. I don't even want to give this oxygen. It's so asinine. I'd rather watch the NBA All-Star game than to watch to go back and watch the 1980 Miracle on Ice game in Lake Placid with all that excitement. Like... That is the ultimate troll job, right there. In in it Jackson's is. defense, I would well, hope he has a defense. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil, devil's advocate. Oh I, I would say it you had, wanted to attack. Him. I would yes, because that last All Star game was the worst thing I have ever seen on a basketball court. It was it was ridiculous. So I'm hoping that he's referring to when the NBA actually cared about. He the wasn't NBA alive for All-Star that. Game. He probably was. <laughs> you know, it was only ten years ago. Been a while, but. Fifteen years, maybe, but that was a little bit crazy. You should you take you, your knowing best, how take important the best All Star game ever in NBA history, and you're saying it's better to watch well, that for, than for, the most historic Jackson, ice hockey game in U.S. history. For Jackson, Jackson, if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't necessarily dig the hockey thing, right? He's, he's not he's, a huge hockey fan. He's, he's more, a huge he's NBA a huge guy. NBA guy. So if I had the chance now, wait, hold on. No, no, no. If I had a chance to go watch Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird compete in an All-Star, yeah, I'm sorry. I would take that. I would not watch what I watched on Sunday over that game, but if I had the chance to go watch no way. Magic and Bird and 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 Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan and Scotty, yeah, I you wouldn't. wouldn't be able to because those guys would be at the hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't that funny. I mean, geez, good crowd. Um, Jackson, your response. First of all, shout out to Kerry Davis because that's a man. You're giving a shout out to Kerry Davis. That's a, that's I a feel man. like there might be a, I might, the, the end of the alliance with Jamie Rivers. That, that, that's a man who understands. It might, be, it, might be, it might be right here, right now at, uh, at 10.08 on February 23rd, twenty. 24. Uh, this time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Yeah, shout out Kerry Davis. That's a man who understands what's going on. And secondly, I can't be over here saying, let me have my opinion and then also criticize other people's opinions. If that's what they want to think, by all means, Jamie Rivers thinks You will show tolerance yeah. in the face of intolerance. Bingo. You said it better than I could have said it right there, Tim. That's why you're the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, if they want to think it's asinine and dumb, okay, that's fine. But at least they know I'm being honest. And that, to me, is worth more than uh, an opinion being championed. You know, it's about honesty. It's about telling the truth. Sources close to the situation tell me that later on, after our program yesterday, you moseyed back to the 101 ESPN office where... Jamie Rivers was sitting along with Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter and Marshy Marsh and his playful posse. Yeah. And Jamie Rivers said, I don't even have time 
to address this comment. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he didn't seem one to please with. I think people think like he's like oh, it's the ultimate troll job. That I will push back on. This is a hundred. We don't do my... sketches. We don't do bits. Not in the slightest. This man truly feels this way. Yeah, yeah. Now there could be a situation, and I'm not amending my take. My take will remain the same. But let's say you take me back to 1980 and I don't know the outcome of the game and everything is up in the air, then I would be more interested in going to see that. But knowing the outcome, that just goes kind of for all sports. Like when I know the outcome, it kind of takes away some of the thrill. Like I know the USA wins. So So you were excited about the Western Conference winning on Sunday in Indianapolis. And another thing, like me going to the All-Star game is not about like the actual game on the floor. That's what I'm going to push back a little bit on what Kerry's saying. Like it's not about like the actual, I want to go see the greatest players in the world play all in the same court. Like that would be awesome to me. Get to see LeBron and Steph Curry play in the same night on top of Jokic and Luka and Giannis and Tay, like all these guys, like it would be so cool. Scotty Barnes. Hey, Scotty Barnes. Hello. I'm trying to think if there is, and this is taking Jackson and the comments that have been met with unfortunate mockery right. from uh, the fast lane, and uh, and then at is it Bink five of five mm. on mm-hmm. the Twitter tweets, Sharon and Clayton, uh, and in her condemnation, and it looks like she wants you removed. Mm, okay. But if there is, and, and you may be able to, to provide one, a sporting event that I personally, that has occurred, that I personally would rather be in attendance for than more so than 1980 Lake Placid. Something that you would rather that I That I personally, and, and so you know my love for the Cardinals, yeah. for example, um, the Blues uh, and 2019 will always be just up there, but there have been plenty of Blues playoff games that I go to. I'm like, oh my God, I mean, like, like the like Game Seven against the Stars That's in 2019 was, is like, you know, up there. And it, yeah. uh, Monday Night Miracle, I'm sure some would would cite Game Six, 2011 World Series, uh, Missouri, Kansas. I was at that in Arrowhead in in 2007 to to become number one in the country. And I, or like the Masters in 2019, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I really, and I'm not saying, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable being on an island. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer the island, actually. Nobody can bother me on the island. But on this one, I just, I'm like, I don't think there is any sporting event that I would rather be at than wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Honestly. Wow. All right. Then, fair, then that would, but, 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 the, but in me saying that, I don't really care what you think. Right, of course. I don't care if you agree with me. I don't care if you disagree with yeah. me. But I do agree with Sharon. I'd like to see him fire you. So okay. I hope that, I hope that, I hope okay. you can follow that. Okay. Okay. That's tough. You know, when Sharon's calling for your head, I don't know how I'll sleep tonight. Uh, regardless, that's interesting. I bet you're not alone. You're talking about the island. I bet you're not on an island with that. I bet a lot of people that would be like their number one. Yeah. Just not for me. Not for me personally. So I, then people go, okay, then what would it be? And then they might go, okay, I get it. Game six of the 2011 yeah. World Series. It'd be tough to beat that. Um, you know, take your pick of whatever other moment, that, you know, if you wanted to be at Boston in game seven, 2019, or, you know, get more specific. What we were talking about, the Maroons goal, Monday Night Miracle. I'm sure I'm forgetting some things along the way. Don't get me wrong. The Cardinals have had all kinds of moments. 
uh, the Rams, if you, you could still have, you know, fondness in your heart for the Rams, even knowing what's happened here over the last decade. But the issue, I think, is not that you're not going to Lake Placid. The issue is that you're going to Indianapolis for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game. Not like the 1992 Magic Johnson All-Star Game. No, the one in which team scored, was it 212 points? 211. 211, I apologize. I thought they should have gotten another one. Yeah, well, Dame was... I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard. I forgot about Damian Lillard. My favorite player in the NBA. Hitting half-court bombs. Two of them, matter of fact. Yeah, I, I, I stand by my... I, there is... Like, you could put pretty much any NBA basketball game out there, all-star game or otherwise, and I'd probably rather go see that than the 1980 Miracle Nice. Like, that's just, but that's me personally. That's me personally. It could be Magic versus Hornets. You know, Paolo Bencaro. Great to see him. What up, Lomelo? Like, it's all the same. Like, I'd just rather go see that because I prefer to watch basketball over hockey. I know it's a crazy concept, but, you know, most of the country agrees with me. I lasted 13 minutes. Time to turn the channel. Please replace this show. Thank you. That's See ya. From the, Was that Sharon? I don't know. It just says 314. All right. It's been nice. I get the sarcasm here, but I will launch a scorched earth campaign that would make Josh blush if one action Jackson is removed from this glorious presentation. That's from the 636. Yeah, stand with me. Appreciate that. Look at that. You yeah. have your support now. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think that there's any concern of me being ousted, but you never know. Uh, my top five moments. Nice, not asked for, but fun. Uh, Blues Game 7 versus Boston. Miracle on Ice Game 6, 2011 World Series. 2008 Beijing. Michael Phelps, eight golds. Blues Monday Night Miracle. That's from Chunk and the Chuck. Michael Phelps one's kind of a curveball, but I like it. I like where your head's at. And I didn't know if we were starting with number five or starting with number one there. Um a race is very exhilarating, so I, I respect that. Yeah, I would, it wouldn't even have, I don't know if I would list my top 50, but that's probably just because I wouldn't think of it. You know, I would yeah. think more like the teams I care about. Yeah. And, you know, so then I'm going to be there for limited yeah. to local teams. I don't sure. have a team that I love that is not from the area. That's just yeah. the way that it, it works for me. I'm not saying others are wrong <laughs> if they do. But a lot of it would be Cardinal-centric and Blues-centric and even Ram-centric. I was in the building when Prohl caught that ball, and that was euphoric. And I don't know which moment it would be from the Missouri, probably when Todd Reesing, Sod Reesing, got sacked in 2007. When they beat Oklahoma, number one team in the country. I was at Faroe Field for that one. Yeah. Uh, 1936 Olympics, Jesse Owens defeats, uh, gets the gold in Nazi Germany. That would be that would be, that would be heavy one. and really incredible. Uh, 2019 Masters. That's that's that. Oof. That's a nice play. That's oh, a nice play. If I'm going outside of the local. 08 U.S. Open. 08 U.S. Open's a nice play. Get that Rocco extra Media. Monday. You get that Monday afterwards after the exhilaration on Sunday. That would be pretty sick. He's a very strange dude, but he's entitled to his opinion. That's from the six three six. And Thank I got to tell you, Thank I share that he's entitled to his opinion. Jackson might be the least strange <laughs> person I know. <laughs> It's Sir, amazing that on a show that I'm hosting, <laughs> the other person is the strange one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, maybe you think my opinions on on sports could be strange. That's fair, but I think in my day to day life, I wouldn't necessarily call myself strange. I, you know, we did that personality test thing for QFD, or at least you did it on vacation, and I mm-hmm. did it later. And uh, one of the questions, like, do you think people view you as strange or different? And I said, no. I said, uh, I, I said, disagree. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I said, disagree. now answer the question for me. Hmm. 
I oh, think you're, now you're BSing. No, hold on. If if they didn't hear you on the radio, if they had never heard you on the radio, ah, I don't okay. think they would say you were strange. If they heard you on the radio, then yes, I would okay. think that you'd right. think you're strange. But that's accurate, and I have no problem with that. Right. You know what? But uh, the strange part is the person off the radio is kind of more like you. Right. But then on the radio, I'm a raging, godless pervert. Yes, yes. I would use those exact words, actually. Yeah, that's actually, I think that's on the promo. <laughs> All right, we got a break. It is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. This is 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to McKernan with you until 11 o'clock. Jackson Burkett has been terminated. So it's just me. And my God, I don't know how to run the board. Uh, Jackson uh, Bennett Burkett is still here. And Randy Carricker uh, texted me during the commercial break. And this is going to put you to the test here. All right. He says, okay, 2024 NBA All-Star Game. Or Marcel Ozuna's ill-fated Spider-Man play in 2019. <laughs> I'm taking Ozuna. Oh, man. So there. To see one of my favorite Cardinal follies up close. You know, when... Uh, <laughs> the best was the reaction of the opposing team in the bullpen. <laughs> right. Well, what's funny about that is uh, my former... And with, with the, I should preface, we split the season tickets with many people. We got like 10 games a oh, year. Oh, you have season tickets? But growing Green up. seats, I assume? Yeah. No sure, longer, but growing up, yeah. my family had well, about 10 tickets a year in these exact seats. It was right above that first level on left field, so right under Big Mac land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great seats. It always gets shade in the summer. Oh, nice. Perfect. Uh, but that would have been right above where Ozuna happened. Oh, nice. And that would have been incredible to see that. Like, Because you could have seen the ball tracking and like, oh, that's going to be right about the warring track. And then watch Marcel Ozuna climb the wall and then fall would have been pretty <laughs> outstanding. And seeing that up close would be incredible. <laughs> Yeah, you don't really see a major league ball player, especially one who, parentheses, somehow won a gold glove, and parentheses, uh, misjudge a ball that badly to climb the wall, then proceed to fall off the wall, and then major league ball players just steps away in the bullpen, start laughing at the whole thing. It was outstanding. Yeah, usually the move, Tim, and you've played plenty of... uh of, of youth baseball in your life is the kid who's not very good plays in right field. Yeah, and wears denim. Usually wears denim. And then the move is a, a fly ball comes out. You sprint forward. You realize you've misjudged it completely and the ball is going 20 feet over your head, but you still leap in the air like you're going to catch it, like you're giving an effort. And uh, that was the equivalent of Marcelo Zuno flying back to the wall and then falling on his face. Let me take you back to the 2019 Cardinal Fantasy Camp. And I don't know if this game was on Bailey's or not and if it was buffering when it was on or not. But uh, Alan Bennis, uh-huh. who you may not remember. Oh, I do. Uh, who was a ridiculously talented pitcher for the Cardinals. And had he not run into shoulder problems, that guy could have won a Cy Young. He was that good. To think that the Cardinals had Matt Morris, who did wind up having a great major league career, Rick Ankeel, mm-hmm. and Alan Bennis, all super young, all at that time. And then really, minus Morris, none of them contributed to the pitching staff of a team that had an incredible run from 2000 through 2006 when they would have been key parts of the rotation. Right. I should note, I would tell you, without what happened with Ankeel and Bennis' shoulder, 
that team may have won multiple World Series, as crazy and hyperbolic and Mike Greenberg as it may sound. Now, with that said, he's my manager at the Cardinal Fantasy Camp. He's a wonderful gentleman, and we've known each other for years, going back to when I was doing television and down there, and I got to know him and and his uh, older brother, Andy. And uh, unfortunately, this little fantasy camp experience for me, Jackson, uh, was an opportunity for the guys who I used to cover, who are now playing for the Cardinals in the fantasy camp, to mock me and what they saw as a lack of my ability, which is stunning considering I played on the B team in high school before I couldn't make the throw from second base to first base. And we'll get into that on Monday. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I hope this doesn't come off as a criticism of Alan Bennis's ability to manage in fantasy camp. But uh, I, they stuck me in the outfield because I was probably the fastest person on the team, which isn't necessarily an illustration of my speed so much as the age of the roster. <laughs> and uh, there was a ball that uh, was hit to center field, and I made the catch. Now, our manager, Alan Bennis, Said, how'd it go in center field for you? I said, no problem. Made the catch, no problem. Looked like Jim Edmonds out there. And he goes, is that right? I said, where were you? He goes, I was taking a piss. I go, okay, well, let's, let's kind of lock in here. If you can, we're out here trying to win a fantasy camp game. For real. The next half inning, I'm back out in center field. It might have been off the bat of Bernard Gilkey. It's a line drive. And I take a couple steps in. And within, oh, I would say about six-tenths of a second, the ball is 40 feet over my head <laughs> and sailing toward the wall. And I had two thoughts. Number one, why did I think I needed to take a step in? <laughs> and number two, I want to run hard, but at the same time, I'm in Florida and I'm going to be playing golf for the next month and a half, and I really don't want to hurt myself. Yeah, pop an Achilles. And so... Maybe there wasn't the greatest yeah. effort, yeah. you know, kind of an Ali Marmol, Tyler O'Neill situation pops up because after Bernard Gilkey, I think, runs around the bases three times by the time I get it to the cutoff <laughs> man, my manager, who I was a little critical of for using the little wizard's room during yeah. the, the first half inning, yells, nice play out there, Jimmy Baseball! <laughs> Take it astray. Ricochet shot at old Jimmy Ball game. Well, well, that's because I had said my defensive prowess right. in the inning he missed because he had used the Johnny on the spot was comparable to the Gold Glove center fielder and friend of this program was in here while you wore a football helmet a few weeks ago, yeah. Jim Edmonds. Yep. And then the first time he gets a chance to see a ball hit at me, I come in a few steps and the ball is traveling at 98 miles an hour, about 30 feet over my head. The sun was and in I your decided eyes. to take a step in. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was facing the east and it was probably one in the afternoon, so the sun was a non-factor. It was just a lack of athletic ability. And then really, then it became a lack of commitment. Yeah, well, there's that. Did you wear eye black by chance? No. Would that have been, I, would that have been frowned upon? I, had, I, I, I truly went into the fantasy camp dead serious because my baseball career ended, number one, again, lack of talent, but also because, for whatever reason, I developed Chuck Knobloch disease. Yeah, Steve Sachs. Thank you. And I'm playing high school baseball, and all of a sudden, I cannot make the throw from second base to first base. And we're going back to the 1990s. Well, I hadn't appeared 
at second base since the 1990s. Mm. And so help me, I think it's like Ryan Franklin hitting ground balls for infield <laughs> at the fantasy camp. And all I can think about is I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to field the ball. The issue is when I have that, I mean, that's a big throw yeah. of at least like 25 feet. <laughs> With no one running, and if they are running, it's like a 68-year-old chiropractor. <laughs> so you have time. Plenty. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm either going to gun this dead into the dirt, or I'm going to throw it 70 feet higher than the guy at first base. And the, and like the former Cardinals are going to gather around to watch the freak boy at second base who can't make the throw. I guess in theory, you could have just fielded it and then sprinted over to the bag right. and done it your own damn self. Yep. Assist, assist and put out. Uh, did you have the same issue if they threw from short or third? Or is it just second? Well, I wasn't talented enough to be on the left side of the infield. Well, but maybe if, uh, maybe if you had that issue. Maybe, the issue it's kind was, of an awkward if throw. I had the time, I would, I would implode. And if I did make like a diving play, and bang, obviously bang. Middle, then the throw was fine. Right, right. So it was an absolute that, mental meltdown yeah, that I really was worried about when I went back to fantasy camp. <laughs> so then they put me in center field, and I'm, I'm not even thinking anything of it. I'm like, I'll th- well, I actually was. I'm like, mm, I don't want to risk my shoulder, so I'm not going to throw hard. Now, they didn't know that. Right. But the issue was, I come in for the ball off the bat, Bernard Gilkey, and... There it goes. And I remember seeing it like so far over my head like a missile. And I just remember thinking, what the hell was I doing taking a few steps in? And unfortunately, the manager of the club was not real supportive about it. I think Jason Isringhausen might have been on the other team. I think he wet himself giggling. It was just a real unfortunate situation. So I can relate to Marcelo Zuna in the game that Randy Carricker would choose to appear at. And that was the one in which he climbed the wall to watch the ball fall 10 feet in front of him. And matter of fact, if I remember correctly, the number you wore was the same number as Marcelo Zuna. I wore number 23. Did Marcelo Zuna not wear 23? I don't know. I know I think David Freeze wore it. Freeze wore it, and I think Ozuna wore it as well. Matter of fact, I'm going to go all in on it. Wow. I'm going to fold just because you represent that much strength, and I'm not sure, so it's not worth risking my stack. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackson Vladimir Burkett is now looking up the number for Marcelo Zuna. Don't be distracted by the green neon sleeve. 23. 23. So there's... Wow. Yeah. Serendipitous as the day is long. How can you... What do you say? Yeah, old number 23. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jackson has prepared a Friday six-shooter for the ages, and I can't wait to see what he's got. That's going to start in the second half of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. This is 101 ESPN, the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. Active as the day is long. What a wonderful place it is. Uh, Tiny Peepee's in there. It's good to see because I didn't know what happened to him yesterday. Droid Effects, Eric Nickens, and Preston S1 all talking it over with Steve Paul. So that's a good, that's a good group. That's a good leaderboard. That's a good so. good leaderboard. Jackson, it's Friday, and that means it's time for the six shooter. Indeed, indeed, it is, Tim. Jackson's uh, buying time. If you can't tell, 
the Blues win last night for nothing. Sounds like home. you were surprised to find that out just now. <laughs> uh, maybe at like 7 a.m. when I found out, but either way. Uh, with an impressive hat trick by Bruce Nevich and a quick trio of goals. However, interim coach Drew Bannister said in his postgame that he wasn't pleased with the team's performance following the quick start. Do you like how the coach, even in victory, has the things they need to improve on on the front of his mind? Uh, yeah, I didn't mind that. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from. If you watched the game, and I realize I'm not talking to anybody in the studio now, but the the Islanders had a the Islanders maybe should have won the game, which is a really weird thing to say in a four nothing game. But that's how good Jordan Bennington was, and that's how lackluster the Blues were after that onslaught of offense in the uh, second period. That was super fun. Now that I've taken my two year old to the game just throughout the day, now he just randomly says Blues game. <laughs> Blues game. That's awesome. And we, I was driving him and the, the my six year old around yesterday afternoon. And he just starts going, Blues game? And I'm going, the hell's making him thinking about the Blues game? But I guess he's locked in on Patrick Waugh coming to town. Yep. Fresh off of, of course, goaltending for the Bruins in the 2019 Stanley Cup Final. Yep. And coaching the Islanders. And so he comes downstairs. It's about bedtime for him. And uh, I go, hey, Blues game. And and the next thing I know, they've set a franchise record for three goals that quickly. Yep. Going back to Jackson. 1991. Pretty close. And, of course, you know who had two of those goals? Jamie Rivers? Bob Basson. Okay. Well, I've never heard of that human before in my life. Oh, no. Sharon and Clayton's coming for you more. Well, if you thought I was going to get that. I, there was no way mind. it was just setting you up to fail. That's what I do. That's what a good teammate does. That's right. That's right. Uh, also, real quickly, did yes. you hear the wonderful audio from the referee last night? I did, and I enjoyed it. Let's take another listen, though. If he hits it with his stick above his head, you're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. No, that's some good uh, <laughs> description there from Garrett Ray. I love that. Couldn't have enjoyed that more. <laughs> You're not going to like it. That's Could, outstanding. Couldn't have enjoyed it. I did some see some people in the crowd wearing Islanders. There's a man. I'm telling you, there are a lot of Leafs jerseys there on uh, on Monday. On Monday. Yeah. I understand that. That's a little more historic. All due respect to uh, Nystrom in the Isle in the early 1980s. But uh, yeah, for the Islanders fans there, they're like, hold on a second. We enjoy this quite a bit. But that's a, let me tell you something. That is, yes, I get where Bannister's coming from with they didn't necessarily have a real impressive performance overall if you're going to look at it through that lens. But... I, you don't want to overstate it, and I, I, you know, as I'm looking at Stephen A. Smith over your head, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this, but I really do feel this way. If you lose that game, and then you're about to go out on this trip, eight and nine on the road next Saturday, they're back in St. Louis, but eight and nine on the road, uh, and you would have lost three straight with the Nashville thing being really disappointing, the the matinee against the Leafs and then losing to the Islanders, that could have been, and also the way that it would have went down, considering that Bennington had to truly, I mean, just, I mean, some of the saves, my God. Uh, there aren't a lot of goaltenders who could have made a lot of those saves last night. And then you just get this rush. Furthermore, and this is something, uh, Kevin Lorenz is, is the gentleman's name, and he worked uh, on TMA for a number of years, and just like anybody who worked on TMA, they left the industry and did much better for themselves once they left. Uh-huh. But he's a big hockey fan, and he made this observation. 
And Jackson, I don't know if this is anything that crossed your mind, but with Jake Gensel out in Pittsburgh, Bushnevich is actually the top winger potentially available at the deadline, and all the buyers' eyes were on him last night. So for him to have the hat trick last night, keep an eye on that. And he goes on to say, and this was just me and him texting, he says Armstrong's able to set such a high price because he doesn't need to deal him. But we've seen in the past that teams don't really bite on these high asking prices. Shattenkirk's a good analog as he had been, quote, available for about a year and a half while the team was trying to win. Some rumored asking prices for Shattenkirk included Pasta, oh, Pasternak wow. in yeah. Boston, uh, and at least a first round pick. It may have been two at the time. JR would know. He'll be with us on Monday. Taylor Hall from Edmonton. Shattenkirk wouldn't extend in Edmonton on Hall. Won the MVP a year later in New Jersey after being dealt for a right-handed defenseman with term Adam Larson. Ultimately, Armstrong waited until Shattenkirk was a rental, and he got Zach Sanford in a first, plus some, plus some other incidental pieces moving in the deal. The reason for that historical context is this. That should be instructive for how Buchnevich may be handled. The catalyst for earlier movement may be the Blues are less competitive than at any point during the Shattenkirk saga, and Buchnevich might be the best available option until Gutzel is healthy in a market where several teams really need him. So great that they won and a bunch of the teams that the Blues are competing with for that eighth wild card spot now that the Kings got a little uh, space between them and, and the Blues in the eighth spot, although the Kings lost last night. Uh, but if you are looking at it through that lens, that's something to keep an eye on. And then how will Doug Armstrong handle it? And he uses the Shattenkirk situation as kind of a compare and contrast. And then also that Buchnevich may actually be the best guy available at the trade deadline, considering the situation in Pittsburgh. So, uh, Jackson, I'm not going to ask you for your thoughts on that. It's just a fun fact for no one tell. But I do want to note that you are wearing a St. Louis Blues t-shirt for anybody who says you hate the St. Louis Blues. How could they possibly say that looking at that? T-shirt. If they're watching us on YouTube, a cool ass blue shirt, if I may add. This you like vintage. the uh, you like the red. This is vintage. Um, I will say my only comment to add. Oh my god! Is that these three games? So Maple Leafs, Islanders, Red Wings on Saturday is the best stretch of jerseys they they will play all season. The I Ma- you were Maple break Leafs down the Shattenkirk trade. And I was Le- about to ask for resuscitation. No, no, no. Chat deuces. What up? Uh, the, the Maple Leafs have the best uniforms in sports, in my opinion. Uh, Islanders really solid. I've I've really grown uh, to to love blue and orange as a combination, and I like the way that they incorporate. How many the, franchises have it? The Oil, the Oilers, Petrangelo. Yeah, the Suns kind of have it. It's a little more purpley, but uh, certainly a little bit. Virginia does it beautifully. I think Virginia does it really well. Uh, so I've grown to really like blue and orange. Syracuse does it really well. Um, uh, the the uh, Elo era of the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. Not my favorite. Better than what they're going with now. I'm not a big fan of the wine and gold. Either way. And then you get the Red Wings, which is like one of, if not, like, it's right up there with some of my favorite And that's been jerseys. compared, of course, to the Soviet Union's old uniform. So that would stand to reason. See, and we've come full circle. Uh, it's the logo, I man. I want to get more of your thoughts, but we're up against a hard 1045 break. We got news and traffics on the that's fives. Right, that's so, right. So I, get it. I get it. I get it. Your thoughts are welcome on Jackson's uniform take. Is this the best stretch of the Blues opponent's sweaters in the yeah. season? It ends pretty harshly with the Jets. No bueno. Uh, 314-399-9646. Air Comfort Service text line. The YouTube chat is hot. Uh, and it's brought to you by the Airline. Alliance team, this is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. 
back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party for the week. Timothy Michael McKernan, Jackson Bennett, Burkett. Welcome in, friends. And then BK and Ferrario take over from here. Uh, Jackson's in the midst of this six-shooter. And uh, I'd be curious what you have. I, what else do you have? I, I don't know what sure. else you have. We just talked about the Blues and a Jim Dandy last night before they take on Wingy Wingy. Pre-game 10 a.m. tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, boy, early start. Yeah, how do you do? I like that. As the Cardinal season is soon to get underway... I think we should get micro before we get macro. What are a few things in the early part of the season that will give you confidence in their ability to compete and contend, and what are some other things that will give you pause in their ability to compete? Um, Thinking like first month. Okay, no, I, I, I have no problem with that, Jackson. I mean, it really, honestly, it starts and stops with pitching. Uh, if I want to go specific... I would go, I think that even though Sonny Gray will get a lot of attention for the high ceiling he possesses coming off of finishing second in the Cy Young race in the American League, and obviously Gibson and Lynn, I, I'm intrigued to see what Michaelis does, because that's a guy who should have a higher ceiling than anybody outside of Gray. Yeah, and he was really bad last year yeah. for him, uh, and in some starts he was really bad, period. Mm-hmm. And if that sh- shows signs of, of returning... That is it. That's a big factor of where the team can go. And then, if you want to think through the postseason lens, which you know is, hey, if you got great, great. But who pitches game two and three? You know. So, with that said, uh, of course, who knows? They may do something at the deadline. But with all that established, I'd be keeping an eye on him in particular. If you want to like micro it. Mm-hmm. And another one would be uh, the order of the bullpen and how bullpen the additions of Kittredge and Middleton yep, impact agreed. things, along with can Gallegos bounce back and what will Helsley be. So if you want me to isolate it, that's where my focus will be. Uh, I think a, a very valid answer would be what kind of at-bats you see Goldschmidt and Arnato taking. Was that a one-off or was that the beginning of the age decline? And I think the answer may be yes for one and no for the other. Yeah. But uh, that's also what I will be watching in the early going. So there you go. I don't take much out of it because guys can be working on stuff in the Grapefruit League. And I know you were talking about April. You weren't talking about yeah. you know, starting up this week. But uh, that's where I am. By the way, I don't know how many people got a chance to read Jason Stark's column this morning in The Athletic. But they surveyed executives around baseball, and the title of the column is Which MLB Teams, Front Offices, and Managers Are Feeling the Most Pressure? Insiders weigh in. The team receiving the most votes, the Yankees, but only four votes behind were the Cardinals. And here is what the uh, analysis is. Jason Stark and some quotes from executive quote the good news for the Cardinals our voters had mostly good things to say about an offseason in which they added Sonny Gray Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson to their rotation and added depth to their bullpen with Andrew Kittredge and Kenyon Middleton the bad news for the Cardinals their entire rotation might be 33 or older and we heard lots of concern about their manager Ali Marmol and his ability to navigate this vessel's storms. Quote, they'd be at the top of my list of teams most likely to make a change at manager, said a rival NL exec. I'd just say this. Don't go to sleep on the job Yachty did managing Puerto Rico in the Caribbean series. Let me say this, and let me say this crystal clearly to you, Jackson. I'm going to turn your mic up a little bit. Yeah, thank you. The entertainment factor of Yadier Molina becoming the Cardinal manager is infinite. I just, for the life of me, 
would have a tough time imagining this current Cardinal organization welcoming that into the dugout. And I say that not because of any other reason than for the first time since, I guess, 2011, you would have a manager who is not in a spot where he's going to go, okay, you know, I understand you guys are saying this. He isn't going to put up with that. And really, he becomes... I mean, I guess just by the letter of the law, he can't be more powerful than the chairman of the organization, but perhaps the second most powerful or third most powerful person who receives uh, some kind of compensation from the St. Louis Cardinals Baseball Club, comma, LLC. I just that's just not the way this organization has been for the last decade plus. So from an entertainment standpoint, holy crap. From a postgame standpoint after a bad loss, holy crap. From an umpire making a questionable call, holy crap. From him getting an argument with a player, holy crap. It would just be incredible entertainment. So if you've been bored recently, there's your antidote. So, yeah, from an entertainment standpoint, that's what you got. Now, in order for it to happen, that means the Cardinals have to kind of fumble F around. Sure. But that I, I just would be surprised if they did it at the same time. Man, would that inject enthusiasm into the fan base. And so maybe they would feel a need to do it. But my God, it would be opening up Pandora's box. Entertainment-wise, give it to me all day. Give it to me all day. Yeah, it seems like if they were to make that move, especially this year, you know, if the Cardinals have a shaky start to the season and do that, it would certainly seem like more of a way to get fans in the stands clapping their hands. Fans in the stands clapping their hands. Hearing the crowd, come on, go fight, win. I think I might have had problem with the lyrics right there at the end. I'll be real candid with the audience. Yeah, but the pitch was amazing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited about my vocals. Yeah, um, it's a nice. That's like a third act for you. Is, yeah, is, is like crooner. It's like, oh man, he can do HD two and sing lounge singer. Tim, I saw you at the hockey game on Monday. I respected your celebrity and that you just want to be a normal person. But I had to tell my kids that they were in the presence of greatness. Yep. Yeah, I think some people were excited to see Austin Matthews play, but more people are excited to see me. Does that come off wrong? <laughs> no, of course not. Okay. Great mustache on the Austin Matthews. I gotta give him praise. I'm trying to say mustaches. I would wa- rather watch the great Tim play golf over the miracle on ice game. Everything he does, play golf. I call it the miracle on grass. You're the best, Tim. That's from the six one eight. Are we giving away tickets or anything? Because I'd like to <laughs> miracle on sod. Uh, I'm not going to chastise your opinion because I don't want you chastising mine. So, Look at that. Yeah, whatever you like. I've played Are you going to appear on the fast lane this afternoon, defend yourself? They, those guys never give me a platform. All they do, they what they what do... What are you saying? They're scared of you? No, well, I don't know about that. There's a lot of man in that room. But um, like they all, all they do is they, they, they besmirch and they talk down to me and then they never give me a platform to speak my truth. I'm here. I'm right here. Yeah, you are usually in the building in your, little, the in your little closet. I was probably here yesterday when they were bad-mouthing me. Call me in. Let me have a chance to re- to rebuke. Are you and Jamie Rivers now sideways? I mean, that alliance was yeah, quite a yeah. force. <gasps> yeah, now he's my erstwhile alliance. Usually when somebody says erstwhile, the word that follows is lover. Yeah, I know. Tough. But it, it, still, the definition would, would work there. He's my erstwhile alliance. Now I'm with Kerry Davis. Wow. You and Kerry Davis are now in an alliance. And I feel like me and Marshy have a good, uh, good, good relationship. All right, fair enough. We weathered the you, storm. you and Rivers parting ways. It's tough. It's going to divide this station. It's tough. Heads up. Yeah, if you need someone to fill in between the benches, I mean, I know he's going to call. I'm unavailable to him.
That's right. So Jackson cannot be in Detroit tomorrow. All right, time for us to uh, shut it down. BK and Ferrari are up next for Jackson Bennett Burkett. I'm Timothy Michael McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Munganess Burkhard, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.